Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is uh, Tuesday, 7-11 day, Slurpee day, guys. I think 7-11 still does that. I'm not sure. On July the 11th, um, 7-11, I think they still do the free Slurpees on 7-11 day. If not, I mean, if they do, get there, right? Who don't, who, 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 who's going to hate on a free Slurpee? Mm-mm. No, get you one of them Slurpees, pressed down, shaking to ever, shaking together, and <laughs> running over right out of the top. You know what I mean? That's what Jesus was talking about, I think, when he said, uh, "Giving it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaking together, and running over." I think he was thinking about a Slurpee, filling filled to the top. You fill up all the way to the top. You put a little clear lid on the top. And you fill that part up, and then you a little bit, a little bit right out the top. You know, and then you, you you lick that off, and you put your straw in, and uh, you're good to go. You're ready to have a Slurpee. So, Slurpee Day, guys. Tuesday, July 11th, 2023. Um, yeah, I mean the podcast. I feel like it's earned its worth right there. We, right? I mean, let's be honest. I feel like if you if you if you, that I mean, this is why you got to listen to it, like on the day up, right? Because you get these valuable nuggets like that, like Slurpee Day, you know. How sad it's going to be for the person who listens to this on Wednesday. Do you feel that? That sadness? Oh, man, it's 712. I don't get nothing on 712. If I had listened on 711 in the morning even, I could have got me a free Slurpee. Hmm. I was at 711 even. Well, I'm just saying the the benefits, guys, are not only spiritual. <laughs> they are uh, also very, uh, you know, practical, physical. So, Slurpee Day, Seven Eleven. All right, hey, well, today we are in First Corinthians chapter four. Uh, we're gonna feast on the word of God. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get a little morning morning power boost, you know, and it'll stick with you longer than a Slurpee. The word of God, First Corinthians chapter four. We're continuing our journey through the New Testament today. We are in the first few chapters of Corinthians and um, listening to Paul's uh, correspondence with uh, the Corinthians. And so let's see what the Lord has to say to us today through his word. First Corinthians chapter four. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. This then is how you ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. All right. So he's telling the Corinthians, like, what, how should you, uh, how should you, um, Revere, how should you regard? I should say, how should you regard spiritual leaders? 
and particularly apostles, those called to shepherd and apostleship is, you know, a unique calling of uh, spreading the gospel to new un unplowed fields, so to speak. It's planting the gospel in previously unplowed fields, fields, whether that's in new communities, new locations, but where people are. So Paul's saying, this is how you should regard us. First of all, as servants, we're servants of Jesus. Um, we're not kings and queens. We're not. Um, we're not. We're not holding the positions of authority. Ultimately, Jesus is. We are His servants, and we are entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. So we've been given special ability to to understand and to disclose the mysteries of God. Yes. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Okay, so he's saying, but we, as given this call, this calling, this to disclose the mysteries of God, to preach the word of God, to proclaim the mysteries of God, to help people understand the the purposes and plans of God, uh, it's required that you give uh, spiritual leaders that trust. But and not but and it is required that on the leader's side that they prove faithful, that they are faithful to Jesus, they are faithful to others, that they're honest, that they faithfully disclose the truth of the Word of God, that they faithfully love God, love others, faithfully discharge their duties as an apostle, as a pastor, as a teacher, as a whatever, you name it, any leader. Any leader should prove, you, you give, your, give leaders trust, but they should prove faithful. Verse 3, I care very little. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. I love what Paul says here. He's saying, I do my best. I don't I don't I don't I don't serve to be judged by you. I don't or or that's not what I'm that's not what I'm doing. I'm not trying to, you know, uh earn your approval necessarily or to uh, make some hypothetical human court pleased with my um, calling and vocation. Um, but I I work and I serve with a clear conscience. I want to I want to and this is a good word for us today, right? Would you go out? I mean, whatever your whatever your vocation is, we talked a little bit about this Sunday. The difference between vocation and calling, and. Um, I was a little fired up, man, because I've been living with that passage for a couple of weeks, First Corinthians or First or Acts chapter twenty-one, and preached on it Sunday, and I was very passionate about it because it was very convicting to me. Um, just Paul's devotion to the gospel, and his love for other people, and his love for God, um, and so we see that Paul had this very passionate. He had this calling, and we all, every believer, has a calling. And your calling is not what pays your bills. That's your vocation. Your vocation, and you may have passion about your vocation. You may be uh, gifted in your vocation. I hope you are. Hope you. And as in your vocation, you should do an awesome job. You should be work to do your best. Work to be the best, and excel. Be excellent in your vocation. But your vocation is the platform from which you fulfill your calling. Your calling is 
to make great the name of Jesus. Your calling is to make great the name of Jesus. If you want to hear more about that, check out Bayside Sermon Acts uh, this, from this past Sunday, uh, July, whatever that was, the 9th. I preached on Acts 21, talked a lot about this calling idea. But we often think our vocation is our calling. So even me, as a vocational pastor, um, my calling is deeper than just being a pastor. My calling is to make great the name of Jesus. So whether I was had a vocational job at a church or not, that would still be, my calling would not change. <laughs> my, my calling does not change with the address of my employer. And your calling doesn't either. So whether you're going to a classroom today or whether you're going to an office or whether you're going to volunteer somewhere or whether you've got a, a golfing foursome you're about ready to head out to and tee off or whether you're working out, wherever you're going to the gym, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing all the time, your calling is to go and make disciples, to go and make great the name of Jesus, to show and to lead other people to Jesus. That's your calling, and it never changes as a follower of Jesus. And Paul says, my conscience is to be, uh, is I try to keep my conscience clear in um, fulfilling that calling. But he says, even though my conscience is clear, I love this humility here. He says, that does not make me innocent. Why? Because we have blind spots. I mean, I can, even as a leader, right, I, I can function in a way that I think, I'm trying to do everything right. I'm trying to be honest, trying to be forthright, trying to be truthful, trying to be uh, faithful, trying to be uh, visionary, all those things. And I can say, I, my conscience is clear. I think I've done everything I should the way I should. But you know what? It doesn't mean you've done everything the way you should. <laughs> just because you think you've done, just because I think I've done everything the way I should, doesn't mean that's necessarily true. And so Paul says that here. He says, I try, I work hard to keep my conscience clear, which is the best we can do, right? We can't really do any more than that. We really can't do any more than try to work in a way that keeps our conscience clear and at the same time remain humble and open to the reality that I, we may have missed something. We may have done something that uh, wasn't as uh, pure and uh, unharmful as we might have thought. So Paul says, but so just because my conscience is clear, that doesn't make me uh, innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness and will expose the motives of the heart. So if you've got a, you know, a leader that's striving to uh, work with a clear conscience and you know that they're Im imperfect, um, man, if you've got a leader that will work with a clear conscience and, and strives to be uh, honest and with integrity and is open to their own weaknesses, you've got a good thing, man. <laughs> There ain't no perfect people. And so, um, and he says here, so trust the Lord. The Lord will ultimately judge the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. Now, brothers and sisters, I have applied these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn from us the meaning of the saying, do not go beyond what is written. Hmm. Then you will not be uh, puffed up in being a follower. Uh, then you will not be puffed up in being a follower of one of us over against the other. 
So have your devotion to what is written, to the Word of God, to the Scripture, to what is taught. Um, uh, so don't go beyond what is written. So don't, you know, um, keep your, uh, your devotion um, and your non-negotiables to those things that are written. Some people got non-negotiables that ain't written nowhere. They just written somewhere in their mind, and it's a non-negotiable. Well, that's not in the Bible. I mean, make sure it's in the Word of God. You know, you know what I mean? If you got to, if you're going to land on a non-negotiable, make sure it's clearly taught in Scripture. And uh, even as a, as a preacher, I think this is a warning for pastors to not go beyond what's written. Written, you know, uh, declare what God declares. Um. Encourage what God encourages, denounce what God denounces, but don't go. But don't go beyond what is written. I mean, you know, we do that sometimes. We get on a little litany about things that, uh, you know, things we're against, and there's a few things in there God's against. And then the rest of the stuff we just don't like. <laughs> we just group it all together. Uh, but <laughs> I don't think all of us do that as human beings. And Paul's like, hey, don't go beyond what is written. For who makes you different from anyone else? What do you have? Uh, what do you have that you did not receive? Ooh, mm. man, that's a confession time. Oh Lord, help us, friends. Look around. What do you have that you did not receive? In other words, what do you have that actually was not given to you? Now I know you can say, "Yeah, I worked hard for everything I got. I worked hard for this car. I worked hard for this house. I worked hard for this. These clothes." Yeah, but who gave you the gifts that you have to earn money? Who gave you the health and the well-being? Who gave you the intellect? Who gave you the the ability to to ed- get to get educated? Who gave who gave everything we have we receive? Now, yes, we turn those gifts into a gift back to God by what we do with them, but all of it is rooted in it starts with a gift, and certainly when it comes to spiritual benefits, you know every Christian is indebted to someone else. <laughs> you ever think about that? Like every single Christian on planet Earth since the time of Jesus is indebted to another believer for their salvation. Even if that salvation only came through, like, I know, well, no one ever witnessed it to me. I got it just strictly from the Bible. Well, how did how'd the Bible get here? Not only did they have people who actually wrote it in the, you know, the original authors, but people had to translate it. People had to print it. People had to public uh, uh, publish it. Someone had to put it in your hand. So all of us are, uh, are dependent and have been dependent on others for our salvation. What do you have that you did not receive? Should create gratitude in us, right? And if you did not receive it, why do you boast? And if you did receive it, why do you boast that though you did not? Why are you like I didn't? Why are you boasting like you didn't receive? Oh, I'm a I'm a self made man. I I didn't need anybody. Paul's like, get over yourself, please. Come on, get real. Verse eight. Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign. So Paul here is being a little uh, uh hyperbolic here. You know, he's a little bit. He's a uh, He's being sarcastic, I should say. He's trying to, he's, he's, he's kind of scolding them a little bit. 
because they're arrogant. Already, you have all you want. Already, you have become rich. That's the kind of things they were saying. You have begun to reign, and without us, like you're higher than us. You've, you've, you're, you've attained some spiritual height that even we can't get to. How I wish that you really had begun to reign so that we also might reign with you. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. Mm. So in antiquity, when there, was a, there were parades that would, um, uh, that would follow the end of a war, so at the end of the war, there'd be a parade, a procession, and uh, all the you know dignitaries and the uh, the uh, the uh, military officials and political officials, kings, whatever, they would be part of this procession. And then at the very end of the procession were the captives, were the uh, prisoners of war, as it were. It were those of the the uh, the defeated army, the defeated peoples, and they would be at the end of the procession sort of a walk of shame. And Paul is saying how he, he's saying that here. He said, we, for it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been made a spectacle to the whole universe, to angels as well as human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. <laughs> he's being sarcastic here. He's like, you know, you're, you're, you're boasting in the wrong things. You think following Christ is about uh, one-upping other people. It's not. And in the Christian family, it's, there's, there's no competition in the family of God of trying to be more spiritual, more holy, better than someone else, more devoted, more knowledgeable. He's like, no, no, that's worldly. That's worldly stuff, man. He's saying, but the way you're acting is like we... we uh, you're, you're treating us as apostles like we should be at the end of some sort of procession um, headed for the arena to be killed, dishonored. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored. We are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we blessed. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. When we have become the scum of the earth, the garbage of the world. We have become the scum of the earth and the garbage of the world right up to this moment. I mean, that's uh, the lowest of the low, right? Paul's saying we as those servants of Christ, we've become the lowest of the low. And Paul is really illustrating the upside-down kingdom here. He's saying you're talking about how proud you are and being high, and but what you're really what you're what you're really revealing is that you don't understand how the kingdom of God works, because when you start climbing the success ladder and you're so much better than everyone else, you're not actually ascending into greatness, because that's not how the kingdom of God works. You don't ascend into greatness in the kingdom. You watch this. You descend into greatness. If you want to be great in the kingdom, it's not by how many people you're over and how much better you are than, than this one and that one and all of those. No, if greatness in the kingdom is based on servanthood. So Paul's saying we, we actually are way at the bottom. <laughs> We're the scum of the earth. And Paul's showing that that's what the kingdom rightly. If you imagine the kingdom, it is an upside-down pyramid. 
you think of a traditional pyramid with the, you know, the, the point at the top, and you kind of, you want to get to the peak of the pyramid. That's the highest place. You got to think of an upside down pyramid. That's the kingdom of God. You want to get down, if you want to get to the, the peak of the, of the pyramid, you've got to descend. You got to lose yourself. Talked about that a little bit Sunday too. If you want to gain your life, you want to have impact in your life, it's a, it's a really a question of how much do you want to empty yourself. Verse 14, I am writing this not to shame you, but to warn you as my dear children. Even if you had 10,000 guardians in Christ, you did not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. I am your father. <laughs> Paul's just saying, look, remember, I'm your, I, I, I help lead you to Christ. I help nurture you. I was your, I'm, I'm a sense your spiritual father. And you may have a lot of brothers and sisters. You might have a lot of people. You're, like, you're never going to have another spiritual father. I was there with you from the beginning, remember? You know, it's like with your parents. Like, I wiped your butt, man. I wiped your butt when you was a baby. Don't ever forget that. I saw you. I was with you. From the beginning. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. For this reason, I have sent to you Timothy, my son, whom I love, who, am, who is faithful in the Lord. Timothy. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere in every church. Mm. Saying my life is consistent, man. What, you, what, what you've heard about me is true. I, what I say is what I do. Um, my life is, what a, that's a beautiful picture of godly leadership too. What I preach, what I say, what I um, am working towards, is, you see it. it it's happening. Some of you have become arrogant as if I were coming to if as if I were not coming to you. But I will come to you very soon. Paul's like, some of y'all are talking some smack. You think I ain't gonna come and call you out, but I will I will be there. I will be coming there and I will call you out for what you, for your craziness. <laughs> but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Ooh, underline that. Verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Mm. What do you prefer? Shall I come to you with a rod of discipline, or shall I come to you in love and with a gentle spirit? Mm. He's like, uh, yeah. It's like up to you. You know, there's some correction that's needed in the church. There's some um, some some bad attitudes and behaviors that need to leave. There's some arrogance that needs to go. There's some division that needs to stop. So when I come to you, I'm going to confront those things. Now, I can, can come to you in, in, uh, and compliment you on the way you resolved your differences, or I can come to you and call out the sinful behaviors and patterns in the church. So you choose. <laughs> you choose how it's going to be, is what Paul is saying. So... Oh man, I love this passage about just true leadership, you know, about being humble, about giving and receiving trust, about living faithful, um, about being honest. Um, yeah, good stuff. All right, you guys, let's pray. Thank you so much for being on today. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for um, godly leaders in our lives who've poured into us everything that we have, we have received, ultimately from you, but that get, those gifts have also passed through the hands of some godly people some kind people, some selfless people, 
so that we can have and experience the things we have right now, not the least of which is our salvation. People who've invested in us and shared with us the good news. God, we are eternally grateful. So Lord, help us to walk humbly and to also pass on what we have received. Lord, because the kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk, but of power. So let us walk in power. Let us walk in holiness. Let us be your hands and feet and mouthpiece today for the glory of your great name. Help us to fulfill our calling to make great your name. Lord, I pray for my friends. May you bless and encourage and strengthen each and every one of them. May you shine your love uh, broadly upon their heart today. In Jesus' name. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. Thank you for taking the time to like this, subscribe it, share it. Um, if you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, take a moment to uh, go over to the, the show and write a comment. Really appreciate that. Really makes a difference. Gets those numbers up, makes it more visible, uh, and it helps other people experience uh, this learning and growing community uh, through the Word of God. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Act, or with First Corinthians chapter five. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Don't forget that Slurpee, Seven Eleven day. Go get that Slurpee. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.